you wanted the best, but you're shit out of luck. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. We're here to waste some of your time and hopefully entertain you for a little bit. So thank you for letting us into your head. Hope we don't do any damage. Welcome to episode three of the KISS FAQ Podcast. Uh, joining me this week are Daniel, Lonnie, and Jay. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. also want to thank everyone out there for listening to the last podcast. So we are recording this on Friday the 30th of January, and that makes it KISS's birthday. So happy birthday to Ace Frehley, Peter Chris, Paul Stanley, and Gene Simmons. 42 years ago, you guys started making magic, and here we are, different people different places but you're still there doing it so let's get into the um into the uh, quick intros uh jay's joining us he was on episode two daniel was on episode one and our new person today is lonnie so lonnie why don't you introduce yourself well my name is lonnie weissar i am from st louis missouri i've lived here my whole life um i became a kiss fan i want to say probably about 1983, which would have made me about four years old. Um, my brother, my older brother, was a fan, and he had um, cassettes of Destroyer and Creatures of the Night. And I can remember going into my room and hearing the music, and then him showing me not the album covers, but the little bitty cassette covers, and just looking at the pictures of the band, and the album covers, and hearing the music, and I was just hooked immediately. This is unbelievable. This is the coolest thing ever, especially at four years old. They just look like superheroes. And my other brother was like really into the open voice, so Kiss really looked and really sounded cool compared to anything else I was exposed to at that age. Um, so, like I said, I was hooked immediately. My first Kiss album was Analyzed when it came out in 84. Um, just hooked immediately. And my favorite Kiss album, though, is probably... Depends on what day of the week you ask me, but it was probably majority days of the week would be Revenge, just because it came out in 92, and I'm about 13 years old, really impressionable. It was heavy, it was hard, and it was had attitude, and I just still, I still love it to this day. And my favorite member of the band is Paul Stanley, just because he's a rock star, extreme. I just love songwriting, vocals, just everything about him is, he's just the epitome of what a rock star should be. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today. Guys, our topic today is Ace Frehley's next album. He signed a two-record deal with E1, the first one being the studio album, Space Invader, that he's already released. The next one is supposed to be a covers and remake project. Um, in December... We got uh, some news on Ultimate Classic Rock or whatever that website is that he's also going to include some guest stars on his album. So that gives us a broad topic to talk about today. So what do you want to hear Ace cover, number one? Um, number two, who would you like to have him have as a guest on his album? And three, what remakes um, do you think would really work? So let's start with you know the covers. And uh, Lonnie is the new guy. What would you love to hear Ace cover on his next album? Well, I've been thinking about this, and I'd like to hear Ace do, to keep with like the space theme that he's been doing on recent solo projects with Anomaly and the Space Invader. Maybe to hear him do like uh, the Deep Purple song "Space Truck," and that might be, um, you know, kind of cool. Maybe have a um, a member from Deep Purple. Um, you know, guest star on that song. I think that might be, 
you know, kind of up his alley with the direction he's been going lately. And I'd also like to see maybe like uh, like Rob Zombie, how he did that cover of God of Thunder with Rob Zombie um, for the Rock Honors back in 2006. I really, really dug that version of the song. Um, I think collaboration with Rob uh, would be cool. Um, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe David Lee Roth and they could cover like a Zeppelin song or something because uh, Ace is, you know, we all know that Jimmy Page is one of Ace's major influences and uh, hear him do that maybe with a good vocalist like Roth, you know, might be, might be a cool direction for him to go in. You know, I think they announced already that uh, Space Trucking is oh. one of the first songs that's been... Well, I'm a <laughs> Plan, planned for inclusion on that, but uh, getting a member Deep Purple, I don't know, uh, Richie Blackmore, <laughs> I don't know, turn it into a medieval spacey version of the song, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would certainly be cool. Yeah. But themes should a theme drive it? What do you guys think? Should it be a space theme? You know, I hope not, because I think that's what everyone's expecting. And uh, I think it would be much cooler if Ace would kind of do something maybe a little different. You know, not cling to the space thing so much, especially now that his persona really doesn't embody the whole space thing. I mean, obviously did the Space Invaders uh, release uh, this past year. But, you know, I don't know. The Spaceman thing's kind of played out. Maybe it's time for Ace to kind of, you know, carve a new niche for himself and, uh, you know, do something that's maybe a little more contemporary for him. So what songs do you think? Uh, I went through my list and I suddenly saw myself thinking that way. I had too many songs in there that had space in them or space themes. Uh, so, yeah. can, you know, is he spacing out? So what songs do you think he should do then? You know, um, it's kind of a weird thing because I'm not really sure what angle Ace would approach it from, mainly because... You know, as far as cover song selection, obviously some of his choices are going to be limited by what he's capable of singing. Um, Ace doesn't have the chops to go and pull off, say, like a, a Zep song on his own. Obviously, that would require a guest singer. So if that were the case, then that opens up a whole lot of uh, possibilities. But as far as some things that I thought about that might be suitable for Ace's voice, that uh, sort of stuff that's that was around uh, during Ace's formative years or shortly thereafter, uh, I thought uh, Thin Lizzy might be a cool choice. Boys are back in town. Uh, nice. It might be a little too bluesy for Ace as far as the vocals are concerned, but uh, you know he did he did the Joker, so anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so maybe the boys are back in town or Jailbreak. Uh, Thin Lizzy. I thought uh, Bad Motor Scooter by Montrose would be kind of cool. Um, and I'll tell you one that I think would be killer for Ace, and that's Just Got Paid, ZZ Top. And I'm not a huge ZZ Top fan, but that song's got serious swagger in it, and it's in a range that's very suitable for his voice. Uh, so I thought that would be a really cool one. Um, or maybe uh, do a Who song. You know, he did that Behind Blue Eyes thing, uh, I guess last year or the year before. Um, I don't necessarily know if that was the wise choice uh, with Ace's voice just kind of being naked and out there. Uh, but maybe I can see from Miles, which would be way cool and would be a tip of the hat to Townsend, who I also know is, you know, was, was a big influence on Ace. So those were kind of the ones that I came up with. That was killer when he hooked up with that all-star band and did that Who stuff. Yeah. On my list. I mean, I've got Bad Motor Scooter on my list, and I love that debut Montrose album. I was 
I originally that was one of the songs I crossed off. I had Space Station number five. I'm like, forget it. Me too. And then I was thinking Rock Candy, but he doesn't really have the vocal to do that. Um, but Bad Motor, and I don't want to do Rock the Nation because that's so tied in with Kiss. But maybe oh, that's yeah. a good reason to do it. Um, <laughs> but for going back to the Who. I mean, The Who is just so hooked in with Kiss's early years and, you know, all the influence of them. What about The Seeker? That was one of the songs they did on uh, that all-star jam, and they, they killed it. That'd be cool. So, yeah, I agree with you on The Who. That that would be, you know, awesome. Uh, Daniel. Well, I think the most important thing is that he doesn't listen too much to his advisors. Like the last time when he did uh, the Joker, I, I don't understand. Just because Ace is funny and he's good at telling jokes doesn't mean that the Joker is a good song for him for him to cover. I think it was it, it didn't do anything for me. Uh, I would like him to go back and look at his roots, what was his inspirations, and try to do his uh, interpretation of some of the older songs. We've seen some of them. Uh, I would really like him to do some Jimi Hendrix stuff because uh, Jimi Hendrix wasn't either such a good or good. He, he didn't have the voice like uh, Paul Stanley or, or uh, uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, and I think Ace can uh, do justice to to the Jimi Hendrix songs. He actually did. Uh, didn't he do like Foxy Lady? Some time ago. Yeah, he did it. He did a. Uh, yeah. He was with Eric Singer Project, and he yeah. he played on that. Yeah. So he, he can he can he can perform the licks on the guitar, but he also can do the vocals. I would like him to do some sort of Jimi Hendrix stuff, but not the big hits. Some uh, one of the more obscure songs would be great to hear with with Ace Freely, and kind of do some sort of interpret his own interpretation. I mean, the Joker was kind of, what did he do with it? It was the same thing, just with him on the vocals. I didn't like it at all. Joker didn't uh, do a thing. Worst yeah. choice. And, you know, the yeah. last couple of albums, Fox on the Run didn't work out that well either, And in my view. I was looking forward to him doing something by the suite, but that one did not work. And Steve Miller, no. Steve's got some other great songs, but they don't really fit Ace's voice or character. No, not at all. I thought the Joker was... Probably one of the most ill-advised cover choices I've ever seen. I just totally out of his league, and that's not a knock against Ace, but uh, it's just the realization that those two, the artist and the song, did not belong together on that particular one. I think that's by far probably probably the worst cover song I've ever heard in my entire life. Absolutely hate it. Whatever he does, he's got to go in with a long, long list and actually record these things and then listen to them and then have someone who's not a yes person or a girlfriend right. or fiance listen to them and tell him, you know, Ace, that's not working for you at all. I mean, on the Hendrix side, yeah, you know, Hendrix means a lot to him. So Gypsy Eyes was mentioned on the board as a good one, and I'm just not into Hendrix enough. Um, and another one was All Along the Watchtower, and that's Dylan, isn't it? Um, originally, yeah. Originally Dylan, but, you know, it's that one's got some atmosphere that maybe he could play with. So, Purple Haze is too predictable, Hey Joe's too predictable, yeah. but, you know, what can he handle? It's true. I, I think he can handle most of Jimi Hendrix stuff. He, he was never a great singer, 
but he has loads and loads of songs that would suit Ace very well. And another thing, when you mentioned that uh, that uh, I forgot now uh, that uh, ah, I forgot it. Uh, Jay said something that I was supposed to. Uh, I thought I would comment on. Ah, uh, oh, I forgot it. Forget about it. It'll come back to me. Alright, so let's head into some of my my list. I went through that, that uh that thread on the FAQ and I liked what someone said and, and this person artist comes well after Ace's uh you know period of influence, but Joan Jett. So that'd be cool. Some of the stuff that she recorded, especially her early stuff, and I'm not talking the I love rock and roll, but the one that stood out for me was Bad Reputation. Which, that would be way cool. That, that, nice. yeah. that ties in with his character. And as someone said on the board, she's kind of the female Ace Frehley in terms of her voice. Yeah, you I know? can see that. So I think definitely he should listen to some of her early catalog um, and maybe go with some of that. Let's see, well, who else do I got? I got some Zap, Good Times, Bad Times. I was looking through the Zap catalog and trying to think, well, no, he can't sing that. He wouldn't be able to play that. Um, Zeppelin kind of has to be on an Ace album if he's talking about his influences. Um, for that matter, Black Sabbath, Who Are You? And take all the uh, effects and piano on that song and reinterpret them on the guitar. It would just be that would be that would be very interesting. Then yeah, that would be creative. For yeah, sure. then, then you're digging into the obscure. Um, you're going to make Destroyer seventy two on the board very happy. Um, and it might even be interesting. Then we got stuff by Mountain, Humble Pie. Uh, yeah. someone, someone suggested Radar Love by Golden Earring. I don't, I don't think so. But uh, I don't Mountain know. Actually, Mountain. He could do that Raider for Love. Try that one with Paul Stanley vocals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, something interesting, you know, I don't know. What, I mean, if, if it ends up being sort of Ace's touring band that's going to be doing this record in the studio, um, you know, with Richie having strong ties to Mountain, I would not be surprised if if Ace would, you know, end up taking on, like, Mississippi Queen, uh, for instance. I mean, that's really the only huge Mountain song that comes to mind. But, um, you know, if Richie's involved, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that might be in the bag. Now, I'm actually trying to think of another Mountain song, but I can't. There's Mississippi Pie and... Of course, Richie's he toured with them on bass, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for a few years. So if Richie's still involved and going to work on this, that would definitely be cool. But here would be my ultimate cover. I say, Ace, you got to record Out of This World by Kiss. <laughs> oh, man, that would be laying the gauntlet down. But, I mean, I think that's a great idea. Or When Lightning Strikes. You know, pick one of those two Tommy songs off these later years' albums and... Come on, have the spaceman reinterpreting the spaceman who copies the spaceman. You're it, just looking for a war on the message board. That, that would just, that would make so many people's heads blow up. It would be wonderful. You've thought about that one for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Then on my list, uh, you know, Free For All, Ted Nugent. Some ro- what about some Rolling Stones? Do, do you guys think there's any songs of theirs that he could do justice to or have a reason to do. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, again, I think, the, the you know, if, if this was Ace circa 1978, 
I would say do some stones. I'm not a huge stones fan, but what makes the stones so cool is the swagger. Maybe not so much today, but uh, I guess the classic stones that most people think of when they hear the name Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger's got so much swagger in his style and delivery that I think Ace, uh, the way his, his vocal approach now, I think it would really just sound at odds, kind of in the same way that the Steve Miller song sounded so completely uncomfortable for him because it's just not Ace's style, you know? Could be wrong, but Ace is, he's kind of got a lazy vocal delivery now, more so than before. I mean, I think he's always kind of had that. That's been part of his charm, but these last two records, um, Really lazy vocal delivery, so I don't know. Stones would be tough. Uh, maybe you could do a Keith song, and then they can, you know, do the stagger instead of the swagger. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if I could see him doing a Stone song, especially with his vocals, um, the way they've been the last few albums. But one thing on my list too that I forgot to say was like, I, could, I think a a, uh, a Leonard Skinner song might suit him good with his vocals. Like, give me three steps. I could see him playing that riff um, with his style. I think would be would be very unique and kind of cool, and I think would definitely be within his, his vocal range, like a Give Me Three Steps by Skinner. Yeah, some of the early Skinner stuff, you know, is would suit Saturday him. Night Special would be, would be way Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That'd be very cool. I also what? had, a, also had um, Surrender um, and um, Roll On Down the Highway, Bachman Turner Overdrive. I, I don't know about that one. That was just kind of an offhanded one. But that's about all I could think of, though. So if he did surrender, he could throw his cheap trick records out. Bam! That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, when I when I thought of that song, I thought, how cool would that be to flip the script on the lyrics there? But one thing I have to say is just the 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 cover stuff isn't the one thing that interests me the most about this album. I'm really looking forward to the re-recording of uh, old Kiss tunes. That's the thing I'm looking forward to because he has always done a lot of covers. Some good, some not so good. Uh, um, and he likes doing covers, mostly, I guess, because he's kind of lazy. And that's I mean, and that's what, yeah, he, that's what yeah. he's, he said yeah. about this album, is yeah. he's looking forward to it because he can yeah. be lazy. Yeah. He doesn't have to think about the lyrics. He doesn't have to think no, about no, the no. guitars. He doesn't have to put in the work as, it, as, as one has to do when you, you create a new album. So he's looking forward to it. So hopefully... Uh, that will stir up some cre- creativity within him and he can have some good ideas. But the biggest problem for Mace, if you look back in time, all the way back to the early days, is that he has been lazy. And he won't, he, he, I mean, if he had the, the, the strive like Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons, he would be like Jimi Hendrix, no, but, but he would be in a better place than he is today. That's always been his. Uh, how do you say Achilles heel? Do you understand that? In Sweden, we say Achilles heel. You know, it's his weakness. You know. So let's talk re-records. If we've yeah. got a if we've got a limited number of tracks, um, let's say he he's uh, tar- let's say just let's pull pull a number out and say he's thinking, okay, I'm going to re-record three Kiss songs for this album. What should he do, Lonnie? I think you should do first one on my list is talk to me just to get rid of the keyboards and all the crap that's on unmasked and really make that a rocking tune that I see the potential in for that, for that song. 
Um, I'd like him to do a cover of Parasite with him singing, since it's his tune, um, with his style and guitar, present day with his vocals. I think that'd be badass as well. And that's one he's already suggested that's on his list. So I am unprepared. No, you, you are on fire. <laughs> you are in sync with the Ace Man. So, you know, awesome. And then, I guess, for a third one, going back to Unmasked, because I really like Unmasked, I'd say two sides of the coin would be cool. And just to get rid of some of the some of the production on that and just make it a, a, just a straightforward rock tune. Yeah, Unmasked, you know, with as much as I, I don't mind the production and kind of the, the softer, more poppy direction they were taking, it would be great to hear some of that material with a bit more balls, a bit more crunch to the guitar. Um, and less keyboards. So, you know, those are great choices. What do you guys think about him doing Unmasked stuff? I'd well, be all about it. Go ahead. Uh, well, personally, I'm not into the, you know, Dynasty, Unmasked, The Elder stuff. I'm more into the early songs. Uh, and maybe what I think is so special about Ace's songs in Kiss is the way he was able to to uh, make guitar riffs simple but really crunchy, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like for example, my absolute favorite Ace Frehley track is Parasite, and he only uses like an open E, the first fret and the second fret. I just have to show, show you briefly. I mean, it's the first fret, open, first fret, second fret, and then you play it. so well and, and that's what I like about Ace's song if you if you think about it Paul Stanley he always wrote using chords uh, Gene Simmons the same but Ace really he was the one bringing the cool riffs into Kiss and I really missed that when he quit Kiss uh, so Parasite would be my first choice, of course. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs in, in history. Uh, and I would like to hear it with Ace on vocals. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have the, uh, uh, the... He didn't sing on a lot of the early songs. I guess he didn't have the confidence because Parasite is just made for him. I would love to hear that with a crunchy guitar sound. Uh, good so drumming sound and I would like him to switch the drummer that he has now. I don't like that drummer. I think he doesn't play the A stuff really well. I would like someone who could play it like, you know, Peter Chris Winterland 75. That way would be cool. Or like Eric Singer played it on the Revenge Tour. Either way would be awesome. Uh, Another song that I would like him to uh, re-record is actually one from Alive 2, you know which one. Also so simple, it's like an, on the E string, open, and then you just move the hand down the neck. Imagine how they managed to pick, and then she kissed me 
all the wrong <laughs> right for the love gun. And then, <laughs> insane. So I actually understand Ace. I mean, he must have felt these guys are fucking nuts. I mean, my song is a hundred times better than this one, and they won't put it on the album. So I guess he, he left after a few years, of course. So those would be my two main songs. I always, always like to hear them in top-notch quality with good crunching guitars and a good drumming sound. If I could pick a third one, of course, it's, it's almost too obvious. It's from... Which one? The first album, of course. I mean, it has to have Cole Geno in this re-record album. You can't leave that one out. So, Cole Gen, Rocket Ride, and Parasites. They are so typical Ace Freely with a great riff, simplistic riffs, but they work so well. And a, uh, Paul or Gene, they were ne never able to to uh, create those kind of riffs. And that was actually something that was lacking in KISS for a lot of years, in my opinion, because uh, that was Ace's signature. So if you're thinking about starting playing guitar, just have a look at the early Ace Freely stuff. Really good way to start playing guitar. Should he re-record anything from his 78 solo album? Uh, to me, that album sounds kind of good as it is. I don't know. I kind of like it. Leave it alone. What do you think, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely leave the leave the solo album alone, man. It, it is so, that is to me, the quintessential ace, so don't even touch it because the, the definitive statement was made with that album, so anything that you try to reinterpret now would almost be just kind of pointless. Um, I mean, I guess... Sac had... Sacrilege. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to choose a a, a re-record for Ace, I guess it'd probably be. I'd be happy with uh, some stuff off the Unmasked album because I'm I'm a completely unashamed Unmasked fan, uh, keyboards and all. I wouldn't say that that would be my preference, but I'm very happy with the album as it is as well because I like the songwriting in it. Um, but I still would love to hear uh, the Ace tunes with a little more crunch, a little less gloss. Definitely a, bring another a, another look at the song to make you sort of reevaluate the songwriting itself and not be so distracted by uh, a lot of the things that Vinnie Poncia did in the studio. Um, and then I think it would be way cool, but I know it'll never happen, would be to see maybe a couple of those really classic Ace demos that never were released get a proper yeah. recording. Like, Back in My Arms, I've Got the Touch. To me, those two songs are some of the best, uh, you know, demos that Fraley cut after Kiss would love to hear proper finished versions of those songs. Be cool. See, on, on mass stuff, I, I think everyone's kind of in agreement. You know, the original sound of that stuff was really good. Um, if you're going to take a highly polished album, I'll take Vinnie Poncia over Ron Nevison's highly polished Kiss sound any day of the week. Totally, the, yeah. The songs on Unmasked were way better. So... <clears throat> I got to try and figure out my three here. My first one is going to be Dark Light. Um, I'm an I'm an elder fanboy. Uh, I can't help it. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for him to actually throw that into his live set. Um, in recent years, he's teased with it and said he might, he may, he's waffled, and he's not done it. So I would like him to put a song from the elder, and that's the only one he's really involved in. And I challenge him. 
put it on there and give us all the guitars that you say were edited out of the elder you know give us a guitar fest version of that song even if you want to go back and record it as don't run you know the original demo so love that riff love the, both versions of the song that would be really cool i agree with what everyone said about parasite that with ace on vocals then i was thinking strange ways but he's never sung that one live that's always been like carl or any of his sidekicks in recent bands you know getting that vocal um so flaming youth eh i don't know i don't think i'd want him to touch 2000 man again save your love that would be cool um that's my favorite song on the dynasty album so what about hard times and a love for hard times I think it's a great song. I love the drums in that song. Yeah, and I, I think what comes down to him re-recording this stuff is how is he re-recording it? Is it Ace sitting in the studio on his own for you know however long, or is he going to use a band again? You know, right. so it, it, that kind of is a segue into the guests. Is is he going to use Richie? You know, Richie brings a lot on the you know the rhythm guitar side. And also the vocals, which, you know, people seem to have a love and hate relationship with Richie. Um, and we've already heard that, you know, we don't have some fans of Scott Coogan here on drums. Um, but then isn't Anton Fig looking for a new gig. So who are, who, who are the guests and what capacity? How do you want to see him record these things? You know, I just have to say one thing. You, you, you talked about Anton Fig. Have you seen that uh, clip on YouTube when Anton Fig and Ace Frehley perform Breakout? in a studio it's like late 80s early 90s it's awesome yeah that was 1990 electric lady and who's your guitarist and singer there richie scarlett so Um, that that is i always liked richie i always liked him and i still like him i think it's like a b version of paul stanley We've talked all about, the, I guess, the Kiss side and narrowed it down. Before we go into the guests, what about his solo material that was actually released? And let's not talk demos and unfinished stuff there uh, just yet. Is there anything worthwhile off Frelly's Comet, Second Sighting, or Trouble Walking um, worth adding? Uh, I, I mean, uh, Trouble Walking has a great production. I, I like Trouble Walking the way it sounds, and he has a lot of good tunes on that one. Uh, and Rock Shoulders, it works great as it is. And Second Sighting, I don't know if I like any of those songs really. So uh, I have no uh, uh, desire for him to do any Frehley Comet stuff. I guess you, Julian, you seem to be somewhat of a Frehley fanboy, you know, a Frehley Frehley's Comet fanboy, or am I? Incorrect. Who's that? Maybe. Me? I think you, you, no, Julian. I think Julian likes oh. Frehley's Comet a lot. Or have I misinterpreted you? You've totally misinterpreted me. <laughs> I love, uh, I am a Frehley's Comet unreleased material uh, fanboy. I'm with That's, you there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, Frehley's Comet, 
let's see if we can get some, some kids back. But 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 I have no desire of seeing any of that stuff on this album because I think it kind of sounds good. What I'm into is the early stuff that sounds like crap. You know, everything on Harder Than Hell. We talked about that in episode one. Maybe Parasite is sounds kind of cool, but can you imagine that with crunching guitars and Ace Freely? He sounds the same as he did back in '77, almost. Now we're getting back, maybe. So should should we ask? Um, Lonnie's gone for an intermission, so hopefully we'll get him back in a couple of minutes. Daniel, continue your thought. Yeah, I just came up with one re-record that I would love to to listen to. With well, I don't know. Well, maybe Ace would, would kind of be able to pull it off. But it's a Kiss song that we've all heard, but just like a snippet of it. Uh, it's time for everyone to listen good. Which song is that? <laughs> Would that be kind of cool? You know, like how is how is the the chorus? Rap, rap, rap and destroy. That would be kind of a you know like a how do you say it in English? Like a left field? How do you say it? A ball out of left field or something? You know, something crazy like a bonus track or something. Rip, rip, and destroy with Ace Freeland. Well, I mean, you know, the, the whole Space Bear thing that uh, he did on uh, Anomaly, plus the Space Bear bonus track, anything's possible with him, man, because yeah. I personally, that's an inside joke, and even though I, you know, I get the reference, um, I didn't, I don't think anybody else did. You know, if you want a <laughs> diehard Ace Fraley fan, you'd probably be like, Space Bear, what the hell's that? <laughs> What about what about the you know? There's been a lot of, of uh, kind of arguing on the board about him doing stuff like uh, Flaming Youth, Detroit Rock City stuff that he didn't sing from Kiss. Should he yeah, well, should he consider doing anything like that? You know, maybe it's getting back at Paul and Gene for their re-records or whatever. Um, is any well, of that actually? I, I don't think he can pull any Paul Stanley tracks off. You but know, he couldn't that, sing them. No, he can't sing them. But I want an album with Ace Frehley on vocals. You know, if like Jimi Hendrix wouldn't have sung his own songs, it wouldn't have been the same. To me, like Bruce Kulick, he did a lot of great stuff on BK, BK3, but he, he isn't really a singer, so he's always dependent on having singers stepping up for him. Ace Frehley can actually sing somewhat, at least. Uh, he has an old style... And he should use that. I would, if he releases uh, this album with re-recordings and cover tunes, I would like to have him on vocals on each and every song. That would be the main thing for me. I don't want him to bring in guests that sings for him, because we don't even know if he plays the guitars. You know how it is with all these ghost, ghost uh, guitarists that has been in the works. But 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 I wouldn't. I would want him to sing each and every tune, and don't bring in any guest vocalists. Or what do you say about that? Would you like him to bring in like, you know, Axl Rose or someone? Good luck getting Axl Rose. Uh... No, uh, yeah, that was a bad example. Sorry about that, but I couldn't come up with anything else. You know, like Sebastian Bach, maybe. I think. Ba- yeah, Sebastian. I mean, Sebastian would probably be the. Uh... <laughs> 
would probably Sebastian. Yeah, he would definitely. Well, you say I like Sebastian. Don't say that. I am not a fan of Sebastian. I, I like a, a I like a few of the things he did with Skid Row, but they also oh, actually they covered "Come on and Love Me." So, uh, yeah, Sebastian would be probably a good guest. Who else? Mm, Who's what, cheap? What, I don't want any vocalist on the album. I have to let Jay speak on this one. I just want Ace to sing everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess if I had my preference, I would I would rather hear Ace doing songs that are suited for his voice and sort of skip the whole uh, guest singers. But at the same time, I can see how that might be, uh, might give some crossover appeal uh, to an Ace Fraley record to have maybe some, some luminaries from the hard rock world sort of, you know, I Lemmy from Motorhead, Motorhead just seems almost like a natural selection, mainly because Lemmy's a guest on freaking everybody's album, it seems. You know, I see Lemmy guesting on a lot of stuff. So that would be kind of cool. Um, I, I would kind of like it if 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 he, if, he, if, he, if he would bring guest vocalists, guest, well, to, to, to get back on that track, let's see now. Yeah, what I would like to see is if he brings guest vocalist to the record he would do like um you know taking t- taking turns singing that would be kind of cool you know like gene simmons and paul stanley doing a couple of songs like spit and uh what else rock rock and roll all night that would be kind of cool then it would work for me but i would not like for him to have a vocalist that takes care of everything but if they can do like taking turns in some sort of some some way that would be kind of cool and they've me- they've mentioned in that uh, December article slash uh, Mike McCready of Pearl Jam and Lita Ford. Ugh. Uh, no, I could live without Lita Ford. Yeah, and and that goes back to the suggestion of Joan Jett. Get Joan. Forget Lita. If we're gonna have any of the Runaways involved. Actually, if you want a female, if you want a female vocalist that would bring something to the record, I would like him to bring something new to the table as well, because uh, it would be kind of cool to see some of these new artists that have have Ace as an idol bringing their way of singing to the record. I'm thinking, have you ever heard Battle Beast? I think it's a Finnish band. That the vocalist in Battle Beast is like a modern. Uh, a modern Lisa Ford. She sounds way better and has kind of a raspy voice, and it would be great to hear her. Have you ever heard Battle Beast? I can't. I've I, heard of them, but I'm not uh, familiar with much of their music. Well, well, I would like to see that girl sing an old Kiss tune or something, or a cover along with Ace. It would be great. She's one of my f- favorites. I'm not. You know how it is. We, it's hard to get into the new music. It's easier to listen to the old kiss stuff. But Battle Beast is, is a band that I kind of like. And she will bring something new to the table. And I don't know if she would sell a lot of records for Ace, but it, at least it would be something that felt fresh. Well, he's not going to sell a lot of records anyway. I'm pretty sure everyone no. knows that records don't sell. So what about Doro? Doro Pesh. Strong kiss uh, connections there. I mean, it maybe as a bonus track for a European release. You know, I think she's uh, still got quite a quite a following uh, overseas. But um, you know, other than maybe some of the people that were around when Doro made her brief entrance into the whole Headbangers Ball era, 
most people probably here in the States would go Doro who. So I don't know, you know, maybe as a European bonus track, that would actually be a very good selection. I would like to see uh, maybe Lizzie Hale. Uh, You know, the good thing about Hailstorm is that I'm not a huge fan of theirs, but uh, they're not so big that they, they would be impossible to get. Um, So, and, you know, have a chick on there that's got some pipes that can really rock it out. That would be that would be a good choice yeah. for him. Yeah, a chick with pipes. That's it. See, with the Morty that's mentioning Slash, I mean, I think we we talked about God of Thunder earlier and the Rob Zombie thing. It, you know, what is Slash if he is involved? You know, that kind of smells of that whole Rock Honors thing. You know, when they did uh-huh. that. So, Scott Ian, should he be anywhere near this album? Keep him the hell away from Ace Frehley. Isn't he on every covers album? Yeah, actually, I think we'd have to take a look at all the the Bob Kulik uh, produced tributes and ban certain people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good idea. Oh, to be an executive producer for Ace uh, and say, no, you can't have him, you can't have her, but you can have, you know, maybe some people who were influenced. You know, I can't think of any guitarist that would make any sense michael asney on bass you know throw him a bone he doesn't seem to do too much these days yeah, yeah. i feel fa- i feel i feel bad for him but but what jay mentioned earlier cc top i think you could be bring him billy gibbons or someone like that and maybe that would be kind of cool have us sing along with billy gibbons and uh, ace Frehley in some sort of tune would be kind of cool yeah, as long as you keep Billy Gibbons off the guitar, because can't he, he, you know can't that play him. ZZ Top does a lot of that blues thing, and although Ace is an incredible guitarist, blues is not his thing, and Billy would probably wipe the floor with him <laughs> doing any sort of blues thing. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. No. So I'm trying to think here. I didn't even do. I didn't bother doing a list of people who I thought should uh, should be guests on this album. I'm, I'm much, yeah, I did. I honestly didn't either. I'm, I'm not a gigantic no. fan of albums with with guest appearances what, what, being yeah. being the selling point. I agree. What, what I'm looking forward to is Ace re making re records of old Kiss. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. And we all already talked about that. But you know, Parasite, Cold Gin, Hard Times, Rocket Ride. What a great album it could be. But then I would like him to do like an kind of an updated version you know not like kiss did when they tried to sound the same but it didn't sound the same it just sounded like crap you know i'd go into a room and play it with the band live first and see how you play it and how you sound in 2015 it's not 1974 you know he's come a long way maybe not proficiently but as a as a musician in all those years so don't try and be 1974 don't auto tune your voice to 1970 to try and sound like you might have sounded then. You know, be honest. But now let's talk about some of the unfinished stuff from you know the 80s, the unfinished demos, and there's quite a lot of them. Um, so let's try and keep the list a little bit limited. If he's going to complete some unfinished material, what would be of the demos that you've heard the ones that you most want to hear, Daniel? I'm sorry to say, I'm not a big fan as you are uh, with the Ace Freely demos. I, I really don't have 
a clue what I would like him to perform. I wouldn't like him to, to put on those old uh, demos. I really want old Kiss tunes updated uh, much in the vein of the stuff he did with Adam Fig that we talked about earlier. Breakout, crunchy, hard, heavy. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for old demos. I have to listen to what Jay has to say about this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I think that, uh, like I said earlier before, the two that I mentioned before probably would be my two front runners for uh, selections uh, from the old batch of demos over the years. Um, I think I got the touch. Just, you know, that song, I don't know, it's just got a great hook. It's got a great chorus. You know, I could live without Arthur's cheesy, you know, little Casio tone keyboards in there. But uh, I thought uh, that song, I think, would be really cool to hear redone properly. And I think Back in My Arms, Far and Away, would be my number one choice. That song has everything that a, a good song needs. The the chorus hooks in that are insane. Um, you know, I think that would be a fantastic song to hear redone, especially since, you know, the best that we've ever heard is some, you know, sort of third generation sounding um, copy of the original demo. So it'd be great to hear it with modern sonics and production. And maybe wired up. That could be kind of cool. Um, you know, I don't know. Those those would be the three I, I, that come to mind at least immediately for me. See, back into my arms again always blows my mind. That you know, Ace once Richie went and Ace had Todd. Todd had great pop sensibilities, and maybe that was what he was looking for. You and but calling for you or whatever that was, instead uh -huh. of back into my arms again. That is one of those, I mean, we talked about it in one of the other episodes, you know, Sword and Stone and yeah. you know, being one of the, the biggest missed opportunities. That was a killer power ballad. You know? Yeah, bang, bang, you instead of, of Sword and Stone. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, know same situation. But what, yeah, but one thing, I'm thinking about Ace Frehley and The Elder. You know, it's always said that he did a lot of guitar stuff for The Elder that never, you know, Bob Esrin cut it. So I would like to hear some of the elder stuff the way Ace Frehley wanted it to sound like. You know, with all his guitar parts. Maybe he can add some vocals and do a cover of the tunes. He's talk hasn't he talked about uh, releasing some of the stuff from, from his uh, work in, in, you know, in his own studio, Ace in the Hole, that he did back in the 80s? Yeah, he's, he said he'd found it, and Frank on one of the other podcasts had said that a lot of the stuff was in pretty bad condition, so he might have found reels. As as I know from the from getting reels from the East Coast, I, I bought one, and it was just moldy beyond description, but you're able to restore and resplice and bake and all that. So if he gets them taken care of, it would be great to hear that stuff. Yeah, if, if he re-records them, it wouldn't matter, you know. Just bring some of his old licks into the elder stuff. I think it kind of, could be kind of interesting. That would be one thing, at least one or two tracks, you know. Like, what would Dark Light... As you talked about, how would it have sounded if Ace Freeler was able to put all of his guitar works on it? I think it would be better. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe um, Animal. I, I really enjoyed uh, the re-record that uh, Richie Scarlett and John Regan and I think Mitch Wiseman 
did of um, Animal, the original Fraley song. Um, I thought that was a great one too. You know, and I mean, I guess if, if uh, Richie's going to be involved, then maybe it would be an opportunity to do back on the streets. Although I'm still pining <laughs> for the Kiss version, but that may have to do. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. That return of the Comet album years ago, um, and how they got the Comet band to do back on the streets and Animal. Richie was of course Animal. So if he's in the band, that would be a great one to finish off. Um, where's my other list? Because I like that early stuff. You know, I will survive. I got the touch. I'm an animal. Back into my arms again. I'm just going through my list here. Um, the herd is on, and that's going to be my that's demo. That's a really good one too. That's going to be a demo I play today for our little audio segment. But that Sweet. wasn't that was not written by Ace. Um, that was actually taken by the, it was the first song three guys wrote together, and they gave it to uh, Tony Bongiovi to give to Ace, and that's how he got that album at the. Uh, oh, that's, wow. that was one of the uh, few songs to be known to be cut at the power station um, with Tony. But that is probably one of my favorite ones. Wired Up, I'm not a big fan of because obviously it's it's uh, not a nice written song either. Right. That's Jeff Paris, and he released that on his 87 or 88 album. So, um, What about The Girl Can't Dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure. You know, what else did he demo that you know in the 80s? I mean, he did a demo of My Girl. Uh, no, Rock or Be Rocked, and that's... Uh, you know, that would be cool. Unfortunately, every version I've ever heard of that song is so distorted, the low end on that, that I, it's really hard to appreciate uh, how good the song may have been, at least the original recordings, because it's always uh, been so bass-heavy, and kind of the bass low end on that recording has always been overwhelming to these ears, so I haven't been able to really hear the potential in that, but I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, and I have one of his original demo tapes that had that on it, and it is just, it, it was brick-walled, cassette-style, mm-hmm. 1980s. <laughs> I, I kept turning down the inputs on it, and it was still coming red line. There was just no way to bring that one over. Um, yeah. Actually, I've got a, another reel of it that i got to check. Who else? You already said, Audio Video. You know, one cool. of, that was one of the first songs he performed live, you know, November 84. So I've got, obviously being a bit of a fanboy of that era, there is so much that he could he could be um, finishing up. But, you know, I think almost it would make more sense for this covers album to be those Kiss re-records and the cover versions with guests and then do a separate album of, you know, unfinished business like the Eric Carr thing. You know, finish up all those songs or do an ace box set for what he has the rights to. Yeah, or it could be one of those kind of things, you know, maybe do like a a bonus CD where you do a two-CD deluxe edition, which has the standard um, covers record, and then also the B-sides. That way you've got something that appeals to the diehards, because I think if you were to try to take like the demos re-recorded kind of concept and put it out there for the mainstream, even though there's not a huge Ace Frehley sort of casual fan base anyway... Uh, I wouldn't imagine the demos would do very well aside from just the diehards. But maybe if it was packaged in with something that was a little more universal, like a covers record, then it'd be a way to get those songs out there to the fans that want it without having to, you know, do a whole separate thing. 
So on that note, let's play a quick uh, sample of Aces the Herd is on. Hopefully you guys can hear this, and if not, you'll have to watch the episode. All right, so hopefully you probably heard that before, but yeah, I dig it. Daniel, yeah. thoughts? Well, I kind of like it, but but, but what, what it's lacking is the, the you know the Ace Frehley riffing. At least that one. Uh, the best Ace Frehley tunes are the ones where he has kind of invented an an easy to play riff that sounds crunchy and mean. That's my vision of Ace. And that's why I like Parasite, uh, Rocket Ride, uh, and all those. Uh, uh, even, uh, you know, Strange Ways. I don't know if he wrote the lyrics for that one, but that's one of the best lyrics ever in history. It's my, it might be one of the most dark ones, alongside with maybe Almost Human or something. Uh, but uh, most... Many of the Ace Fridley tunes from the 80s lacks the riffing, and that's one thing I missed that I think is uh, like his signature. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, I, I, I get uh, the picture. You know, Cold Gin is, is actually based on the riff. That's like the the core of that song, the riff. You know, when he starts the song, you know, he has the... You know, that high tone, and he starts the riff. I mean, so cool, so cool. And at the end, when they just play the riff, and Ace is soloing along to it, it's the greatest. But I kind of, I'm not into the the songs where he is playing more chords, you know. I like him for, when he has a great riff, I mean, no one else in Kiss has even been near him when it comes to creating riffs. And that to me, is his greatest asset. And the thing I miss most in KISS at this moment is the riffing that Ace was able to do. All right, to wrap up this topic, artwork. Should uh, should he be allowed to be let loose on his computer? Or should he... No. Uh... <laughs> and all the, anomaly. That's yeah. Ace. The, uh, yeah, the... Uh... You know, Radio Shack computer circa 1984. You know, that's just what the world needs. I love Ace. I'm sure he's a talented artist. But, yeah, definitely give creative control in that aspect over to somebody who's maybe better qualified. I don't necessarily know if Ken Kelly would be a good choice again. But, um, you know, it would be cool to get an established artist. Uh, hopefully it's not anything space-oriented. But, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that it probably will be. I kind of like the photos that they took of him. You know, they had some lights in the background with Ace Freeland and had blue glasses. Nothing too uh, special. Try, try to keep it kind of simple and show Ace as he is now. And uh, since you're, I, I like the, the the last album and the cover, but you can't do it twice in a row. 
you know, now he has to do something else. And I would just like a simple picture of him looking kind of cool with a Les Paul and some sort of blue cool light in the background, like Ace Frehley with big letters. That's yeah. it for me. Yeah, I guess if if you're going to do the the original Kiss model, you have to use Michael Dorick for this cover, since he used Ken Kelly for the last one, and then you can use yeah. Ken Kelly again for the next one. Or else, if, if you're using <laughs> yeah. Ken Kelly all the time, you become Manowar. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or bring, bring in Paul Stanley and make a drawing and have it look like a size. Oh, God. I do think one thing that worked on Space Invader, those photo shoots of Ace were actually yeah. pretty cool. And I'm, I usually don't care about photo shoots. I thought the pictures on that uh, in the booklet and that he used for advertising were really good. So yeah. whoever whoever took those photos, I thought did a great job um, and, and really presented the spaceman. You know, you and know. even same thing with Anomaly. You know, I know there weren't a lot of really any photos featured in the packaging for Anomaly, with the exception of in some cases. I think the Brazilian edition of Anomaly actually is a completely different cover. I think most kids fans or Fraley fans would agree Anomaly has got to be one of the most horrific album covers I've ever. Um, and they did a, a more simplistic uh, version of the album, you know, with a sort of, I think it's behind the player, the, the video cover, yeah. sort of a, a version of that on uh, as a cover for the CD. I think it was either Brazilian or, or some South American issue of that album. But I like that so much better. You know, sometimes less is more. And, you know, unless you've got some really crazy cool art, just stick with a really classy photo like the photo session from uh, Space Invader. I thought those pictures were very flattering of Ace. And at this day and age, that's probably what he needs. All right, let's wrap this episode up. Um, everyone, thank you for making it through the episode. We're going to get a link up on the FAQ. You know, drop into the board. Share what you think Ace should be re-recording. You know, join the conversation with us. Uh, what covers have we missed that you think that he'd really do a good job on? You know, there, there's a ton of music out there, obviously, and everyone's got their own experience base uh, and references that they think he can do a, a good job on. You know, hopefully he gets the album out this year. Should be an exciting time. Uh, Lonnie. I'm sorry. It seems we're working into a, a regular. Uh, we lose our third guest every every <laughs> week. So um, I guess you were picked to be it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll get you back on another episode. Uh, appreciated your contributions, Daniel. Thank you for calling in from Sweden with your delay. You know, I, I know it's a challenge. Yeah. I know it's a challenge for you with the conversation, especially. Uh, having to think in English as well as having the delay, but we appreciate your contributions and your guitar. Yeah, thanks. And Jay, you know, good to have you on again. Uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Always a good time. So everyone out there, hope we didn't do any harm to you. Join us again for the next episode, and we'll see you on the FAQ. Take care now. Rock. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.